Hello, everybody. It's episode Who Gives a Shit of the That's a Shame podcast. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas everywhere you go. And I couldn't be happier about it, dude. I love Christmas mm. so much, man. I like the colors of it, red and green. They make me feel real good about the vibe of life during this season, during this month, during this time period. I, it's just, you know, I, the way I think people feel like when it, you know, the su- sun starts to come out towards like after a winter and, and summer begins to, begins to maybe take shape, the way people, you know, get like warm and tingly inside for that is I think maybe how I feel during Christmas. I feel like just when I just, when I hear you know, some Bing Crosby, some Sinatra Christmas music, some fucking just strong, a strong Xmas jingle. I feel like I'm being, a, I'm being cloaked in like a warm blanket that has a nice, that's just filled with positive, warm energy that makes you feel safe and secure and happy, and like things are gonna be okay, even though they're not. But during Christmas time, when there's trees in the shapes of triangles with an unnecessary amount of lights on them and a bunch of fucking tacky, glistening, blinged out ornaments, I don't know why they bring me. A sense of I wish I knew more words. A sense of let's see if I can figure it out. <laughs> Tranquility. A sense of serene stillness, serenity now. Serenity now. When I see images of good old Saint Nick, just a fat... That's the only time, it's the only time, place, reason I would ever let myself get out of shape is if I had or wouldn't be upset about being out of shape is if I had the opportunity to become or was becoming, for whatever reason, Santa Claus. That fucking Tim Allen movie... Santa Claus? It's the only time I'm not judging somebody for getting fat and being like, you're, you're an idiot. What are you doing to yourself? Take care of your body. No, if it's, if it's to become the one and only St. Nicholas, you got to be girthy. You got to be rosy cheek. You got to be, you got to have clogged arteries and rosacea. It's hilarious that that's what they made St. Nick, rosy cheeks. I don't think it's because he's cold. He's got fucking, he's probably got, you know, seborrheic dermatitis from eating a ton of dairy, 
and sugar-filled cookies. Lay off the sweets and the pasteurized milk, Nick. And your android fat, that hard fat in your gut, it'll start to dissipate. And the red, itchy cheeks, the flaky skin you probably got on your scalp that you're hiding from us with that fucking ridiculous red hat. I know what you're doing. Switch over to fucking almond milk, oat milk. Switch over to macadamia milk and eat some of those carrots you're shoving your reindeer's mouth. And I bet the skin will, the skin will start to calm down. The redness will go away a little bit. And uh, I'm just kidding. Be you, dude. Continue to be you. Stay fat. Stay thick. Stay girthy. Beefy. Imagine if that... It would never happen because that's not the way the PC movement works. Like, in terms of... It would be body shaming, technically. So Santa would never... But, you know, they always have to make... There's a lot of adjustments being made in the way things are perceived. And, they, you know, the perceived is problematic. But one day I could see it where St. Nick is he's promoting obesity, which is the leading, the leading cause of death amongst Americans. So one day we'll have to revert and change St. Nick's appearance and he's going to have to be skinny. Just a rail thin Santa Claus. What an awful world that would be in. That's when I would check out. That's when I'd really just leave the city and go to the woods, I think, is when skinny, skinny Santa was shoved down our throats. But that's probably, we're a long ways from that because right now Adele, Adele can't even lose weight without getting shit on. Can you imagine being a person who thinks Adele needs to apologize for losing weight? Because it's not, it's not body positive. You're making women think, you're making women think that they need to lose weight to be to be a, a, a better version of themselves, to be accepted in society, to, society, to not be frowned upon. No, she's got kids. She's got a responsibility to take care of them and be there for them and, and have enough energy to run around a playground with them. So she lost some LBs. Did she get hotter in the fucking meantime? Yeah. And look, I'm the first guy to admit or tell you, I've been with plenty heavy women. Plenty of heavy women. And I've been attracted to plenty of girthier gals. All right? So I could, I would be one that would be able to point out and say, hey, Adele was hotter when she was fatter. I know people, men and women, that's how open-minded and liberal I am. I can see it on both sides. Certain people look better, more robust. It's just the way it is. Adele is not one of them. I had a buddy Zane, started losing some weight. I didn't care for how, how it looked, how it made me feel. Luckily, over the pandemic, he, he put a little, he packed a little bit back on. And now he's the nice, he's a rounder little Indian man that I prefer to fucking look at. Adele was still in my eyes. Very sleep withable. I mean, I'll fuck anybody who can sing, man. Even if you're a guy. I wouldn't literally fuck you, but you know, it, they make me feel things. When I'm watching those videos, 
it, it, when I'm watching any sort of video of people singing well, and it's like an emotional song too, that's the closest I get to being gay. It's just a gu- just a guy with a good voice, just a good, just a fucking James Blunt type singing "Goodbye, My Lover," singing "Beautiful," "You Are Beautiful." Just a guy coming out on X Factor and, you know, just killing his audition and getting a step closer to making his dreams come true. That's the closest I get to being a homosexual. So if you're a fucking, you could look like Susan Boyle. She's actually the one. She's the one who couldn't. That's because it was, she was singing opera though. If she, and I'm not a big opera guy. If she was singing, you know, Adele type shit. Um, Beyonce type shit, Fleetwood, you know, uh, 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 shit, Stevie Nicks type shit. I would have felt, I would have got, I would have felt a little dick wiggle for Susan Boyle, but the opera didn't really do it for me. But that's the point. You could look like a fucking, just like if a possum and a raccoon fucked and then, and then, you know, someone hit him with a Harry Potter spell to turn him into a person. You could be that kind of vibe. Of a woman. If you could sing well. I'd let you come on over. I'd ask you. What the bathroom looks like. If you want to see what the bathroom looks like. I told you that story right. Even if I didn't. doesn't matter. One time. One time I banged. I, I slept with a chick. In the bathroom of a comedy club. We did it a couple times actually. And then we didn't. Uh, we hooked up for a little bit. And then. Uh, and then we went our separate ways. And then I saw her at the comedy club again, like months later, maybe a year later. I don't even. I don't even know. We hadn't talked in a while. Hadn't done anything. And uh, we kind of shot each other a little head nod. What's up? When uh, when we when we saw each other in the establishment, and uh, she was with someone. She was with a guy. I don't know if she was on a date or what she was doing. But I, I went outside and then I texted her and I was like, "Do you want to see what the bathroom looks like?" And uh, she didn't respond. So. An aggressive move on my part. But I'd take chances, dude. I probably had a couple beers in me. Probably was riding a high from a good set. I said, hey. This chick I haven't talked to in a handful of months. Who could potentially be trying to start an exclusive relationship. She may want to see what those dive bar bathrooms look like. Once again, she did it once. Why wouldn't she want to do it twice? Where's the weirdest, wildest place you guys have had sex? Right in. Call in. All right, no one's calling in. I did it. I did a uh, fitting room in Macy's. I did an alleyway on Long Island in between a uh, party city and a doctor's office. Put a shopping cart on its side. Laid the lovely lady down. Got into it. At a young age, too. See, these are the things you got to do. You, you, don't, you can't be doing that kind of shit when you're fucking, you know. Once you hit like 25, you got to find it, you know. You got to be within four walls. Of a place that's not, you know, a corporation also. But I was young. And you don't have a home. You don't have your own home. Neither of you have your own home unless you know you're, you're one of those young guys who's charismatic, charismatic enough to land a cougar lady. Just a good old solid MILF. 
which I wasn't. It also didn't help that when I was 18, I looked like I was fucking 14. Um, but yeah, when you're banging other young people while you're young, you got to be creative. You got to make do with what you got. And that's what I did. Backs of cars, side streets, the woods, on a ble- on a beach blanket. Um, dating apps, man. Just a wild... Dating apps are a wild, wild thing. Just the ability to schedule a bang from your bed without having to go out. I think it's why a lot of these Gen Z people and these, these younger kids are all borderline autistic. I don't think they ever have any, like they were, like at least I could, because I'm becoming that. I'm becoming with the evolution of technology and social media and all this stuff. I've become a recluse. I love to stay in my apartment as much as humanly fucking possible. And I think it's because I can get a lot of shit done from here because of the development of laptops, phones, technology, all this stuff. But at least for the first 18, 19 years of my life, I had to get that. I had to get out there. I wanted to get out there playing sports. You know, you had to go see your friends to be able to talk to your friends. If you weren't hanging out with your friends, you weren't hanging out with your friends. You didn't know what they were doing, what they were up to, how they were growing as a person, what kind of fun things they were getting into. Now you just fucking call, FaceTime each other and it's like you're hanging out. And I think that's why a lot of these, these younger kids are socially awkward and uncomfortable. And I rarely, I feel like I don't see many of them at comedy shows, man. I think they just stay in or they're out fucking you know, being justice warriors. They're fighting out, they're fighting the patriarchy. They're protesting shit that doesn't need to be protested. And then they go home and, uh, you know, film TikToks, watch TikToks. I don't know what they do. I have no fucking idea. What am I even talking about? I don't know. Um, oh, someone told me this, that I, I just... I mean, just tell me if I'm, a, I'm an old curmudgeon and I'm, a th- I'm just a guy. It's Pat. It's just beyond my time. And this is what happens. And I just don't get it. But there's a, uh, I got a, I got a friend of mine who works in a school and, uh, you know, you have certain days on school where it's, excuse me, where it's like, uh, it's, it's a specific day. They would do. I forget what some of the other ones other ones were because this one just stuck out to me and, and you know, made me feel things. But they had certain days where you had to dress up as like, you know, your favorite movie character. There was that kind of... And then there's another day, you know, called like movie character day or whatever the fuck. Then they have another day that's called gender bender day where no matter who you are as an individual, what you feel inside, what you identify with, doesn't matter... No matter what, on this day, you need to come into school dressed as the other gender. Why? First of all, it's like, they're like third, third grade kids. That's not, no, nobody knows, 
They don't even have a full grasp on what gender is at that age, really. I don't even think people in third grade truly know that everybody, like, there's two different people with different types of genitalia. They're just living their lives as fucking organisms who exist and breathe and think things. Third grade, dude. I genuinely don't even remember third grade. You know that there's a difference. And some, you know, women have cooties and guys are mean. But to just force, like, a fucking... Just a straight (laughs) kid, just a straight 30-year-old boy who likes wearing his Allen Iverson jersey to be like, on this day, February 12th, whatever, you're coming in in a fucking frozen dress. You're coming in dressed like Elsa, and if you don't, you're getting kicked out of school because you're you're not progressive, and you'll never be progressive, and you're what's wrong with society. That's just how it's viewed, I guess, in certain, you know, that's what New York is. The schools in New York, but this is only taking place in New York, by the way, maybe a little bit, some of California. But to be the type of parent that would just conform to that kind of thing, to be like, all right, I guess my fucking son is, you know, rocking a dress to school today. You got to be some kind of beta, I think, to just be down for that. Let your kid, if your kid comes to you and is like, I want to wear a dress to school today, then you'd be like, wear a fucking dress to school today. Then you do it. But if your kid is like, I, Dad, I don't want to wear a dress to school today. And you're like, well, you gotta. Otherwise, we uh, can't send you to the school anymore. Maybe you don't send them to that school anymore. It seems like a complete, uh, just a massive overcorrection to a thing that's going on. I, I mean, I just don't get it. Maybe I'm old. Maybe I'm a curmudgeon. Maybe, uh, you know, as kids get older, just let them be what they want to be, which it seems to be what we're all doing. And what I'm on board with. But to just bring it up prematurely and and like kind of lead kids down the path of, hey, you're a boy and you feel like a boy, but, you know, think about it because you might feel like a girl, do you? Do you, huh? Huh? And then maybe eventually, you know, they're going to get confused and think, oh, shit, maybe I am a girl. Because we all have fucking, you know, just because I watch men sing well on YouTube and I feel a certain way towards them. If I were to grow up now and go to the school, I might be like, shit, maybe I want to lot my dick off and go about the world as a woman because I like the way this James Blunt character sings. But no, that would have been a, a, a premature decision on my part because people were putting things in my head. And I would, have, I would have been, I'd be a 29-year-old man right now who regretted cutting his dick off. I'd just be a 29-year-old dickless man. Sad. And confused. And just trying to convince girls to give my makeshift vagina a chance. This is a comedy podcast of a person who doesn't know much about anything. Thanks for tuning in and having your uh, brains poisoned by me. Shout out to the Patreon members, man. Shout out to the people who are extra into this fucking ridiculous shit. Liz Harwood, Philip Free, Shane Baraldi, Kaylin, Andy, John, Ogren, Romy, Barajas, Kai, Rebecca Lyon, Chris Manfredi, Trevor, Vacris. Um, 
Yeah, man. So I did, um, I've been doing some shows, obviously, always, forever and ever. I did a show. This was a first. I've had a handful of firsts happen. Last episode, I told you guys about that, the uh, unique heckle I had, which I still you know, think about. Um, I had another, well, this didn't really happen to me so much as it just happened and I, I viewed it, but I did a show in uh, Brooklyn the other night and there was a Comic-Con there with full-blown Tourette's. And I mean, immediate, first of all, props. I am stressed out enough getting on stage and, you know, w- with not having any sort of mental ailment that, that's a, a barrier on top of already how many, all the barriers that exist in stand-up comedy and all the things that make it difficult on its own without having Tourette's. And to, I mean, this dude, full-blown, like, and he was doing well. He was doing good. He had jokes. But in between every joke, literally just fuck shit, 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 fuck piss. He did that noise a lot. Like he was trying to fucking get a squirrel to come grab a nut out of his hand. In between every joke, man. And I don't know what it says about me, but I had to, uh, I had to leave. And not because it wasn't funny or enjoyable, but I have a weird paranoia where I'm like, I'm watching this and I feel like it's going to rub off on me. That's the level of anxiety I'm dealing with. I watch that sort of thing and a person have to live with that. And I'm like, what is prevent? I, I don't want to watch it because then I, I like feel like my brain is going to, there's like a neurological pathway is going to form where it's like, oh, now I have that. Because what's stopping me from having, from, from my brain just telling myself I got to do that all the time? I feel like not much. Could have, if it could happen, I can't, it could, oh, look, it's happening, dude. I got to stutter now. If it could happen to him, it could happen to anyone, No. That's why I don't read the news, read about horrific shit, because then I just feel like now it's on my mind, and it's another thing I'm worrying about, and it's another thing that I'm putting energy into, and then I might, you know, accidentally manifest some negative shit into being. Because if manifesting is real, and you can do it with positive shit and shit you want to happen, why the fuck not negative shit? If you just harp on the negative shit, bad shit probably happens. So I, I just don't want it in my head. Next thing I know, you know, if I'm on a handful of shows with this guy, the next, you know, the next thing I know, I'm on this podcast, fucking fuck, fuck, shake, piss. And it's always curses. Why are why is Tourette's always curses? Never compliments. Never, you know, people just saying corn or onomatopoeia. That is a really interesting phenomenon. Is it just because the brain knows like these are words I shouldn't be yelling out? But even like there's there's like phrases that would be wildly inappropriate to say. It's shit. And it's always fucking shit, I feel like. It's like two main curse words. It seems like an awful big coincidence. What if everybody in the world with Tourette's is just fucking faking it? It's just like a little, it's a community that exists that we don't really know about or pay attention to because it's like nobody, we don't understand why you would want that to be a thing, you're, you know, that you have or are known for. But maybe some people are just feel like they're so uninteresting that they're like, I'll develop this little thing and, and, and people will be talking about me because I'll tell you right now, I wouldn't have been talking about this kid if he wasn't doing this on stage. If he just had the jokes that he had and he was up there without his fucking clickety clack and his shit pissed dick tip. 
words that were flying out. Wouldn't be talking talking about him right now. So maybe what they're doing is, you know, it's working. We're talking about him. It's really, and I'm just sitting here thinking about it. Why is it always, can, maybe I Google it. Why, why is Tourette's cursing comes up immediately? So, a study suggests that it's caused by damage to the amygdala, a region of the brain that normally mitigates anger and aggression because cursing is a form of verbal aggression. Amygdala. Amygdala damage could result in the inability to control aggression, including verbal aggression or cursing. All right. And, you know, there's no better way to get verbal aggression out than fucking cursing. I'll tell you that right now. I do it a lot. And that makes sense. You're not going to be saying nice things if it affects an area of your brain that's responsible for verbal aggression and anger. Just a bunch of people yelling out, I hope you die. Ah, oh, you piece of shit. Your mother never loved you. Just like really, just good roasts instead of cursed. Instead of curses. That'd be kind of dope. Uh, oh boy. I wonder if that gender bender stuff's going to get me in trouble. I don't think so. My girl will probably tell me I'm not. Yeah, no. She'll combat me on it, but she always makes sense. And I always learn. I feel like when she brings shit up, I like hearing her side. And she doesn't even necessarily agree with it. She's great at playing playing devil's advocate. <sighs> I'm not afraid to bring things up to her because I like, we, we fight well. Even if I do piss her off, we do fight well. Or more specifically, I like the way that she fights with me. Because I'll do, if I do anything that, that bothers her or pisses her off, she'll be angry for a minute. And then, and then what she does is she'll go, you know what? I'm done talking to you for the day. And then in my head, I'm like, Oh no. I'm like, oh, God damn it. Boy, do I hate when you do that. Where you do that thing where you shut the hell up without making me have to tell you to do it. Right? I don't think she realizes what she's doing. Just ending the fight. It's a beautiful thing. It's a great thing. That's why our marriage will last, flourish for years and years and years. Among other things, you know, also love and stuff. But uh, yeah, man, I think that's episode whatever of the uh, podcast. Thanks for tuning in again. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope, uh, you know, you keep tuning in, spread the word. Rate and review. I haven't gotten a rating or reviewing in a while. Um, we're stagnating here. Stagnating. Help me to not stagnate. We need to get this thing on the rise again. You know, a crescendo, I believe is what it's called. Also the name of a kid. Well, Crescenzo was his name, but. Got arrested with him earlier in life. I mean, he didn't go to jail. He did. He went to jail because he just kept lying about shit. I'll tell you that story in the next episode. So tune in. A little bit of a cliffhanger. Um, take care, guys. Stay safe. Bye. Bye.